Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, the podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Joan Milmine and this is episode 99, When Pokemon Go and Yarn Collide. And welcome into another episode of the podcast. I am your host Joe. I'm back with you again this week. I hope you've been well since last time I spoke to you. All has been fine over here, quite busy as usual. Lots of things going on and um, lots of news really of, of things that have been going happening quietly in the background. Um, it's a lovely sunny day, sunny, sunny, sunny summer's day here in the uk it's a little bit overcast but it's quite warm so i do have the windows open at the moment you may hear the sounds of the city um or the town shall we say coming through the windows they live quite close to the hospital so quite often get a lot of sirens which makes it feel a lot more criminal than it actually is Uh, they're just uh, ambulances but yeah welcome to all new listeners that are joining us today i hope you'll enjoy what you find here with us it's going to be a bit of a random one as usual and if you're a returning listener thank you very much for coming back to join me again it's great to have you with me so what have i got for you today well there is some news uh, about some upcoming things that are going to be happening i have an enablers corner for you and then i have a pattern pick not had one of those for a little while, but the opportunity to search the best patterns on Ravelry uh, for Pokemon-themed patterns was just too much to resist, so I do have some of those for you as well. So you know the drill by now, get yourself a brew or a beverage of your choosing, um, probably a bit early for gin, for me, even for me, really, um, but I could do, probably do another brew. Put your feet up and we will crack on with the show. So first up, a big thank you to everyone who got in touch following my Mock the Week style episode in episode 98. It may well become a cult classic at some stage. I had a lot of messages about the feckless judge and I have written him a letter. I will let you know what he says or what if I get anything back from it. But I have um, put together my thoughts on paper and I'm going to post those off or email them. But I'm not really sure where to send them to, so I'm going to just put like the sheriff's office and find an address for something like that or get fluff to deliver it in person um because that'd be quite funny uh, but yeah thank you if you did get in touch with me um it did amuse me greatly i'm never a hundred percent sure with them um, slightly ranty episodes how they're gonna go down but i'm just of the opinion that it just needs to be put out there sometimes like whoever's just started up some chainsaw outside needs to be put out there sometimes but i think quite often you know it's always people want to stick in the middle of the road they don't want to say anything too offensive and I'm just like well you know what that's what I think and I'm pretty sure everyone else around here thinks that too or at least 50% of people think that too so I'm just going to crack on anyway so I've just gone round and uh, discovered that it is indeed someone trimming hedges outside right, so I've closed all the windows there may still be a little bit of black of background noise and I might I might die of heat exhaustion in the meantime but this episode isn't going to get recorded um, certainly not in my current joyous mood unless I just press on with it so I do apologise if there is any light background chainsaw action 
Now, can confirm, he is indeed just cutting a hedge and not a body up. So, as I was talking about, yeah, thank you very much for getting in touch with me. I do love to hear from listeners and um, really enjoyed the fact that you all thought the judge was a complete lunatic as well. In some other news, I, as I mentioned sort of briefly last time, I am a little bit chocker at the moment. I've decided momentously that we're going to sell the money pit. So as you know, I've been working on the money pit. I've had the money pit for quite some time. And it is, now that I'm coming to sell it, I would like to put it out there. It's a very, you know, nice house. And (laughs) it isn't quite as bad a money pit as I make out, really. After we got the roof and everything fixed, it's pretty much fine. And we've got maybe sort of 60% of the way through renovations. But this location is not going to be our location that we stay at long term. So we've decided that we're going to um, sell the money pit and get something smaller and newer somewhere else that isn't requiring um, as much care and attention as this place, which I don't really want to do because I like, I really like Victorian houses and I hate new builds. Um, so it's not, it's, it's kind of grating a little bit on me that all of my beautiful plasterwork features are going to be gone and I'm going to be replacing them with just a box and something that's not really it's not very me I quite I've always wanted like a kind of Scots baronial style Victorian mansion with a turret preferably more than one turret um but at the moment that's just not that feasible and my 15 foot ceilings are going to be gone basically soon with any luck so I've been busy working on painting and pimping and planting pot plants at half 10 at night and all the kind of good stuff you do when you are selling your property so if you know anyone that would like a, a sizable victorian house in the center of wigan then please do let me know um because it'll be going up for sale this week so hopefully that will be quick and painless although i suspect it won't be but we'll see we'll see but i'm quite enjoying um a bit of declutterage a bit of declutterage so i'm going to be throwing a lot of stuff in the stash up for sale as well because it's become quite out of hand and when you read all of the uh articles that tell you how to sell the house and you need to depersonalize and declutter unfortunately my yarn collection has sort of spread out with it's wonderful i have an entire sort of cupboard walking cupboard that is the stock room slash yarn collection and it's sort of spread outside of that so i've got at least a kilo on the side um in my spare room uh, it's just like a, a display really and then i've got half a kilo in my bedroom and several others downstairs in the library where they're kind of scattered amongst the shelves and the mantelpiece, you know, a skein here, a skein there. <laughs> you know how it is, guys, don't judge me, don't judge me. Um, so I need to kind of collect all those up and put them away, but really I need, what I need to do is, is free the ones that are never going to be knit. I'm just not going to get time to knit them, so I'm going to throw a lot of those up in the old stash and rooney for sale soon so i will let you know when that happens if you want some some of my yarn then uh, crack on be my guest basically it'd be good to get it freed um and free the skeins because you know we'd like to free the skeins on the podcast in other yarn proper yarn related news i had a press release through from nick at yarns from the plane he's also been a guest on the podcast previously regarding uh, the cheshire fiber festival this will be taking place on the 1st of October 2016 in Marthol Village Hall in Cheshire. 
There's going to be five fibre artists taking part in it. She is one of them. And it is part of the Northwest Fibre Arts Trail, which will be planned to take place between the 30th of September and the 14th of October 2016. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of extra detail on their website about what else will be going on then, which would be a nice to have. But I do have the Cheshire Fibre Festival details, which is the important part. So that is a free event to, to get in. There's plenty of parking if you're going to be travelling into that and all proceeds from the kind of the kickstand essentially are going to Bloodwise, which is a charity that supports um, cancers of the blood, basically lymphoma and leukaemia. So it's a good um, excuse to basically go out, go and do a bit of knit and nattering, buy some cake, buy some lovely stuff. There's needle felting, there's crochet kits, there's yarn, there's... Um, vegan linen products going to be for sale there's going to be some little workshops as well i'll put all the details in the show notes for those of you that are like able to go basically because it is obviously quite a local event to me in the northwest clearly i'll be planning to head along there just to check the quality of the cake um but that is the 1st of october 2016 and the full details will go in the show notes and another slightly random aside I'm giving some serious consideration to organising a narrowboat holiday for knitting in the northwest. I went on my uncle and auntie's boat at the weekend and it was lovely. I've not been on a narrowboat for, for, since I went on the kitty wake with guides when I was about 14. Probably less than that, maybe even 12 or 13. And um, the kitty wake, if you're familiar with like the northwestern and Wigan barges in particular, you will be laughing at that because everyone knows the kitty wake. Because um, it's like one of the council barges, or it was one of the council barges I think you could rent. Um, I think it's privately owned now, but anyway. And I just thought, you know what, this would be wonderful. And we'd had some conversation about it in the Shiny Bees patrons uh, knit night that I run. There was some talk randomly about narrowboat holidays and knitting, and they were all quite keen. And I've looked into it, and it's quite affordable. And I reckon I could probably drive through those 18... 100 feet tunnels that have timers on them to get through them because they're so long and you don't want to meet a barge coming the other way i reckon it'd be quite a laugh so if you would be interested in that let me know and i'll I'll think about organizing one i've gone as far as pricing it up and thinking about food so it's it's pretty much done really and um and whether i get an actual hat to be proper captain chinese I'll, i'll let you have a go driving if you want but I think it would be quite, I think it'd be a laugh, basically. So I'm, I'm looking at, at putting that together because I don't have enough to do selling my house and everything else. So um, let me know if that's something you fancy doing. Um, drop me a line and tell me. So I think on that hilarious note, we'll move on to Enablers Corner. So this week in Enablers Corner, I am enabling you again, (laughs) I'm not even sorry though, (laughs) again to a bit of Boo Knits. She's got a new collection out and I'm quite excited. It's called Boo for Beginners and this is a series of patterns that will start super, super simple and basically build you up pattern by pattern and increase your confidence until by the end of it none of Boo's patterns will be a problem for you. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I don't think the majority of her patterns are particularly out with the reach of beginners because 
they are really well written and really well charted, very easy to follow, very well explained. There's tons of people in a group who will help you if you do get stuck. Having said that, when you first start out, you might not be that confident. And although you're capable of doing it, you might not have the confidence to do so, which is why I think the booze for beginners idea is such a good one, because it'll build you up to that if you just feel like you need a bit more help and something that feels simpler before you would attempt any of the other patterns. Um, the good thing about this is, is although it's aimed at beginners, there are the patterns are constructed in a way that means there's loads of different options for customising them. And because they are simpler patterns, and you probably find this to be the case um, with the simplest patterns, like I've got a hitchhiker that was very kindly knitted for me and gifted to me, and I never take the thing off. And it's just garter stitch, dead simple, but because it's just garter stitch, it goes with everything. Now, because these patterns are a bit simpler, to enable people to learn them, the advantage of them is, is if you're a bit more experienced, they'll be quick and they'll have that simplicity that means you can wear them with laws of stuff because sometimes when you have intricate or very beaded things which are gorgeous and, and in the same vein, I, I always wear my shawl of awesome. If there's a night out planned, I'm like, I'm getting that baby on. I want some bling. I want some silk. But if you want to be wearing them every day, this is a good opportunity to get some kind of staple pieces that will work with most things as well without being boring, which is a good thing. So it's good for people who want to learn and want something as a bit of a vehicle at the beginning and those of us who are a little bit more experienced slash ballsy in my case. I won't say I was super experienced knitter, but I do, I'm quite happy to have a crack at things no matter how hard they may initially seem. This is going to be a great collection for you. The first pattern is already out. It's called Cuba Libre. And it's lovely because it's like dead sort of simple and classic, but has a little bit of, of lace at the bottom just to get you into it. So I'm enabling you this week to boot for beginners. It's out now. It's available on Ravelry. And Boo is also very kindly offered to give a couple of copies of Boo for Beginners away, which I love. This is proper enabling this. It's like, I'm going to enable you and I'm going to take it to 11. But then we all know that I love Boo anyway. I know you guys do after her interview because she's proper lovely. But yeah, so we have a couple to give away. So get involved. I've not had a giveaway for a few weeks now. And I will put a link in Ravelry as usual. Put a thread there. Pop over there. And tell me your favourite boo knit shawl that you would like to knit once you've got all of your skills up or after you've knit Cuba Libre. And um, I will pick winners at random from that. So that we, that is this week's enablement of the highest order. I'm enabling you to booze for beginners. So our next section is a bit of pattern pick action. Not done one of these for a little while and I was just in the mood for it. I saw an article, but sadly I can't find the article now. Um, but I'm pretty sure I did see it. So if you if you know where this article is, if you can send me a link to it, then send it. But basically I saw an article where a group of crocheters were getting together and instead of Pokemon Go being like on your phone type thing and they're not they're not really there the, the pokemon are not there and the the pokeballs are not there they were crocheting actual pokeballs and putting them out 
for people to find, which I just think is hilarious. I love that. So that sort of inspired me to dive into the wonder that is the Ravelry pattern database. Now, I know quite a few of you are probably not playing Pokemon Go. I know quite a lot of you are probably playing it and not telling anyone you're doing it. I know a lot of people are like, I don't get it. You're all like grown-ups. Why are you even playing it? To which I say, shut up. We're not causing any trouble. Let us get on with it. You can get on with whatever rubbish hobby you want to do. Don't get involved with your opinions and your negativity because we're not interested. We're all too busy trying to find Pokemon. And um, yeah, again, slightly opinionated there, Joe. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Go is a new craze. It's sort of sweeping the globe, if you will. A lot of people are getting involved with it. Lots of kids are playing it. You know, some people are getting stuck down caves because they've decided to go and look for them. That must be the postman. Or someone playing Pokemon Go. Um, lots of people are playing it and making foolish decisions like going down a cave looking for Pokemon. I would not recommend you do that. And I'd recommend that you look up when you're crossing a road as, as per usual, you know, all the usual kind of safety things that you would do. You should probably consider those once you, while you're playing this game. But it's, it seems fun, you know, it's a good way to get people off the backsides and out in the community and people are talking to each other and all that kind of good stuff. Clearly, some nasty people are trying to use it for their own gain, but that's the case with everything. So if you enjoy Pokemon Go, you're probably going to enjoy this pattern pick. If you don't enjoy Pokemon Go, I hope you'll enjoy my comedic explanations of why I've chosen these patterns. Now, I remember Pokemon first time round, and the cartoon was out when I was at school, and I really liked it. I thought it was really good fun. And, you know, probably probably around the time when Pogs were out. Who remembers Pogs? Who remembers Pogs? Um, But it was one of those crazies that everyone kind of went through. And obviously I liked Pikachu because he's like the main guy, but there are lots of other Pokemon for you to like as well. So you don't have to like the main guy the most. I quite liked Charmander and I liked Snorlax because of his epic laziness. Um, But there are loads of Pokemon for you to like and collect. So I decided that Clearly, the best use of my time and yours this week is um, to create a list of patterns that I think you'll enjoy around the subject of Pokemon. So, get brace yourselves, is what I'm going to say. Brace yourselves. I started looking into the patterns and I was like, how the hell can there only be 71 patterns of Pokemon-related stuff on Ravelry? This is ridiculous. And then I realised that I didn't indeed have the crochet tick box ticked to search crochet patterns as well and of course as they always do and I have a lot of love for the crochet crowd um they came up with like another 690 odd when I actually ticked the crochet box this is why I love crocheters because they've got a sense of humor and they know how to do like a comedy pattern they provide my best material I love them deeply so I should probably try and learn how to crochet myself properly. There is There are some tutorials on, on YouTube about how to crochet a Pokeball. So I might, I might have a go. Again, in all this time I have. So yeah, starting first of all with our favourite, that most beloved of Pokemon, Pikachu. So I have for you the Pikachu brackets Pokemon pattern by Sabrina Summers. This is a free pattern for a crocheted Pikachu. Now, there are numerous patterns for crocheted Pikachu, as there are numerous patterns for other crocheted popular characters from Pokemon. But this one was my favourite because it, you know, it's inclusive. It comes with German and Dutch instructions as well. It is free and um, 
I like this one because Sabrina Summers also does a range of the other characters as well. And they're just really nicely done. I mean, lots of people write patterns and some of them are good and some of them not as much. And the the guys who do Amigurumi, or the girls uh, who do Amigurumi, just seem to take the detail aspect of it quite seriously. And I like how even like the eyes and everything is really accurate. And her patterns are really nice. So big up to Sabrina for her free Pikachu Pokemon pattern. Next one we have is a stroke of utter genius. I deeply, deeply hope someone will produce one of these for me for Christmas. I would love you forever. And this is the Pikachu Chalk Orange cover by uh, Mary Lucas. This, my friends, sit down. If you're not sat down, sit down now. This is a knitted cover for a chocolate orange, as in Terry's chocolate orange. Now, all of us know how deadly the chocolate orange is. You can't just tap, tap and get those little segments out and eat a couple of them. It's like a rite of passage at Christmas. You have to eat the whole orange. This is amazing. I'm just, I'm just so happy, deeply happy about this pattern. It is a paid pattern, but I think the value you're going to get from this, endless value at Christmas, is well worth the £3.59 price tag. I really want one. Not as much as I want the chocolate orange inside it, granted, but I do really want one. If your kids are naughty, you could put an ordinary orange in it and say that's all Santa brought you, or fill it with coal perhaps. But for me, I'll just take the, the chocolate if that's all right with you. Amazing. Pikachu Chalk Orange Cover by Mary Lucas. Mary, I love you. Next up, we have, as is customary with the pattern picks, a pointless hat for a newborn. Luckily, this appears to have been photoshopped onto said newborn picture and not actually forced upon unsuspecting child. But this is the Pokemon Pikachu Ear Flaps Hat, which comes in six sizes, by Sissy Johnson. It is a crocheted worsted weight hat and ideal prop for those posed baby pictures you all know that I'm so fond of. This retails at $5.39, and there are an array of other older models, actual models, not Photoshop models, that are modelling the hat as well in that listing. But if you want one, you know, for, for the man in your life, or perhaps your teenager, and you want to you do them a Pikachu hat, then this could be the pattern for you. Next, we have... <laughs> I love this. I love this. Next, we... <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, you know when you're thinking ahead to your own jokes and you start laughing? That's me right now. Next, we have the Pokemon Go-inspired Pikachu Bun Sock by Lulu Baby Blue, which is a pattern for a crocheted bun sock. It is in worsted weight yarn and retails at $2.99. If you're not familiar with what a bun sock is... If you're a ballerina and you put your hair in a bun and they put those little kind of crocheted bun covers on, that's what a bun sock is to keep all your bun in. I mean, I just go for a hairnet, but they, you know, quite often they have like little crocheted or knitted ones. My mum has some crocheted ball covers for hair bowling balls. It's kind of like that, but slightly smaller. Maybe I could do her a Pikachu cover for one of her bowling balls. Anyway, anyway, I need to read you the description. Okay, you need to listen to the description. Ready? Rock the sock, girls. This is not your typical ballerina bun sock. This pattern provides instructions to make a Pikachu bun sock slash cover. Little girls as well as big girls will love this item. Point one, right? Point one. I love this. 
it's a great idea. Who doesn't need a Pikachu bun sock for their bun if they're a ballerina? Or indeed anyone else. I know that should be heartily encouraged amongst the general populace. But point point number two I'm going to put out there right now, darling, right, Lulu, you're missing a massive part of the market here, right? Yes, ballerinas, big girls and little girls, they need these bun socks. But who have you not thought about right? Pokemon Go is a massive fad at the moment. You know, it's a big craze that's going on. Like, like man buns. There are lots of men sporting the effortless top knot man bun, or even a more serious tied up and twisted man bun, or a slightly scruffy dreadlocked man bun. But you're missing the man buns. That's 50% of the population. Now granted, 50% of the male population are not going to be sporting a man buns. My husband, for instance, is not sporting a man bun. But lots of them are. And they're trendy. They might be into Pokemon Go. I think we need to work on your marketing. I think we need to Facebook market this to groups about man buns. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. So that is the Pokemon Go inspired Pikachu bun sock by Lulu Baby Blue. Pokeball is our next one. This is a free pattern by Linda Potts. It's a DK pattern and it's crocheted for creating your own Pokeball. It's the nicest Pokeball pattern there is and it's a free pattern. So I just threw that one in there. You know, just in case you fancy doing the whole kind of gorilla Pokeballing thing that I'm sure happened. I'm sure I didn't dream it. Next up, we have a fairly serious one, unlike me. Um, this is for Vulpix by Stephen West. It is a knitted shawl from the West Knit Shawl Club and it retails at $7.20. Why, Joe? Why have you decided to include a, a, a proper Stephen West pattern instead of just random stuff that's funny? Well, the reason for this is because actually it's, it, it's inspired by Pokemon. So Vulpix is a top-down shawl featuring a geometric intarsia motif in the centre with slip-stitched texture. Short row shaping forms striped angular blocks within the fabric, which also creates a very generous wingspan and shallow depth. This foxy shawl was named after the also-foxy Pokemon Vulpix with its six long orange tails. Westy loves Pokemon too, baby! I love it. I love how he's just like dead serious, angular, intarsia, Generous wingspan, Vulpix. I did it after a Pokemon. It's brilliant. I love that guy. Nobody takes themselves too seriously. So that is Vulpix by Stephen West. Next up, we have Woe Buffet by Shelley Headco. This is a free crochet pattern for, I'm assuming, a Woe Buffet Pokemon. The reason why I picked this one is because it's pulling a really funny face in the picture. To be honest, this is the reason why I pick a lot of the patterns is because of the funny picture. And it's, it's sort of grabbing its crotch with one hand and sticking its hand up with the other and it's got its eyes closed, which reminded me of Michael Jackson and the whole kind of ow thing dance that he did. And that that's why I picked it. That, that's it. You know, no other reason other than that. Next up, we have the Magikarp inspired, the Magic Carp Fish Hat. People pick the most difficult names to say for patterns. This is by Wendy M. Anderson. It's a paid for pattern. It is Canadian um, dollars, seven eighty, but you get 25% off until 31st of the 7th to celebrate the release of Pokemon Go in Canada. Now, this is a Magikarp hat where basically the fish makes up the body of the hat and the end of the hat is the fish's tail and then the fish's mouth sort of goes over your head, which is fine. The main problem I have with this, or not even a problem, just the main observation, shall we say, that I have about this pattern is that it's modelled on quite possibly the scariest fake head ever. 
So the picture is the Magikarp basically eating this woman's head. And it's a sort of vintage looking mannequin head with a really big open mouth that's got red lipstick on. And that won't be that bad. But if you kind of, on the next picture down, you sort of pull the hat back and it's got really strange eyes as well that seem to be indented, almost like something's been dropped on said head. And it looks like it might be in some kind of junk shop. Um, and so it's kind of like dent, really deep set eyes as well. And then this fish head, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, that's why I picked that one. Magic Harp inspired the Magic Harp Fish Hat by Wendy M. Anderson. And finally... If you've been playing Pokemon Go, you'll know all about this affliction, shall we say. And um, that's why I've picked this one as a, a roundup one for you. This is the Rattata Plushie by Millayu. I hope I said that correctly. Millayu. Millayu? Anyway, it is a crocheted worsted weight free pattern for a Rattata. Now, if you've been playing Pokemon Go, you will know that Rattata are everywhere and they're like a proper rubbish Pokemon. Everyone's like, oh, I went all that way. It's just another bloody Rattata. Um, nobody wants a Rattata, but if you wanted a crocheted version and it's really good, it looks just like one, um, then this would be an entirely appropriate pattern for you. So that is the Rattata plushie by Millie Yu. And that rounds up my pattern pick for this week, which is on the theme of Pokemon. If you have any other comedy Pokemon patterns that you would like to share with me, then please do get in touch. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Likewise, if anyone finds that article that talks about the crocheters crocheting real life Pokeballs and leaving them around, then send it to me because I can't find it now. And I'd love to be able to share that around for everyone else to see as well. So that is all we've got time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show and had a bit of a laugh with me. And don't forget, man buns are an underserved, underserved sector of the population when it comes to knitwear design. So just have, just think about what, you, you know, that, that opportunity that's ripe for the taking there. I will be back again in two weeks' time with episode 100. I'll be at my century, be at a ton and I've not a clue what I'm going to do yet, so I'm hoping inspiration strikes me in the next two weeks. But until then, have a wonderful week. Happy crafting, and I'll speak to you all again soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy, and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog. Or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by a Music Alley and it is Adam and the Walter Boys and I Need a Drink. I need a drink.